Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the very first episode of Victoria Theatre Arts Center's very first podcast called Alive at 825. Um, this is produced by myself, and you'll meet me in just a second, in conjunction with my good friends, Sarah Nichols and MK Wynn. Um, in this podcast, we are hoping to introduce you and the audience to some artists who we think are fantastic and have connections to our communities here in Frogtown and Rondo, St. Paul. So uh, enjoy as we kick this off with our very first interview with John A. Jackson. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. All right, uh, so we are recording. Hello. We have John A. Jackson here. How's it going? Good. Now is when I wish I had sound effects for applause and clapping. Right, exactly. Insert. All right. Uh, Well, my name is Chris. You've already met me. But for the people who are listening to the podcast, my name is Chris Wilborn. Uh, Some people know me by other names because of the stupid rap band that I'm in. But um, I'm here uh, presenting a podcast called Alive at 825, which Mm. is the address of Victoria Theater, 825 Mm. University. Nice. And uh, we're super excited to have you here. Yay. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> um, my first question, what are you all about? What, are, what do you do? Because this is really supposed to be about sort of your art and how it connects the community. Yes. So let's talk about the art part of that first. Okay. Well, I do a lot of different things. Um, I'm involved in a lot of different... She's good. Oh, your mom. Your mom's saying, get closer to the mic. But I got this rigged up so that we can hear yeah, it loud and clear. Told me we're good. I don't have to be closer. Yeah, you don't have to lean in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I do a lot of different things. I'm involved in a lot of different um, types of art forms, but the biggest thing that I do right now is dance. Yeah. Um, I'm in a dance crew called New Black City. Uh, we're based in the Twin Cities. We've been together for four years, um, coming up this summer. Um, and we're just, you know, trucking on, trying to level up, trying to not only express ourselves, but give other people the space to do that as well. Um, I sing. Uh, I songwrite, um, and those are just, like, some things that I, I hold dear to me, like, those things specifically. Um, and so I'm just trying to make it all work. (laughs) You know, just trying to make it all work. That's a lot. Yes. That's a lot. And, yeah, and along with dance, I know you also choreograph as well, which is, like, a whole other level of, Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite things about dancing is is the choreographing like the creating part like even with singing like the my favorite part about singing is getting to song right mm-hmm. and like kind of create something out of nothing and right. kind of like building something so. so a lot of this has come to you pretty early in life and i don't yeah. know if you want to give away your age i know that's not exactly uh, traditionally ladylike but, uh, <laughs> but uh this has come to you very early in life yeah um and what do you attribute that to like why? Why do you think that this became a passion for you so early on? We had an interview mm-hmm. last week with a with a close friend of ours, who I said kind of the same thing to, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that what I said to her was that um, we all sort of have our passions during yeah. school, and we all have our passions outside of school, mm-hmm. and at some point in your life, you start making those passions mm-hmm. either become hobbies or you start mm-hmm. making career moves. Totally. And it seems like you've already started to make that, or maybe fully made that pivot towards mm-hmm. it being more of a career move. Yep. Um, so what happened to make that, that transition so soon for you? Um, for me, I think, it, I think it starts from just being like a little girl. I was always very quiet. Um, and I didn't really speak much about how I was feeling inside. And so I feel like 
once I really started to express myself in these different ways of art, like writing songs and dancing, I found that I felt better about speaking and I felt better just about myself, period. So I just like feel I feel the most confident when I'm dancing. I feel the most confident when I'm being creative. I feel the most beautiful, you know. And so for me, I think that that act of just feeling good about myself and just like starting to love myself through my art form I felt like there was no other way really to go you know because I it's it's building me it's building my spirit you know and not only that but then you see other people are uh, I see people around me who don't even know me inspired by the things that I do and the things that me and my friends do and so I think it just became more about not only expressing myself and making sure that my spirit is good, but then also like getting some getting to help other people as well to reach whatever they feel like they want to reach, you know, like an outlet. Yeah. Everybody needs an outlet. And I feel like I just had to take a leap of faith. Like I had to just, I had to take this because it's like, it's hard when people feel like, you know, well, the, the logical thing is to go to college. I didn't go to college. Yeah, me either. Um, I skipped that. Um, and it, that's a huge risk, I feel like, to take, especially when you, you you know you should have a plan B. But I felt like if I had a plan B, like the plan A, like you're not really believing in it enough. You yeah. know, like I have to believe in it enough to have faith in it enough that that it's going to, you know, do what it's supposed to do for me. Yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. I came out of high school to one semester of college and said, you know what? <laughs> I'm going on tour anyway. I'm yeah. not, I don't need this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, is too, is like, I was very into school. I liked learning. I liked science. If I feel like if I wasn't dancing, I'd be uh, probably a biology major because I'm just so into, you know, just science life and things like that. <clears throat> but, and so like, I definitely had a passion for that when I was in school and growing up, but then like going to a performing arts school definitely kind of like switched my brain to like really appreciate what I could do and what my body could do okay. and like wanting to chase that. Well, let's talk about school for a second. Cause you went to a school that is like close to a lot of my friends yeah, <laughs> and that I feel like St. Paul has largely forgotten. Mm. Uh, where, where yeah. did you go to school? You went to St. Paul conservatory. Yes. SPCP. A <laughs> or anybody out there who gets along, but yeah, SCCPA. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what uh, I don't know, did you choose that school or where did you fall into that you school? No, it's a funny story because one of my uh, crew members um, in New Black City, Luis Nufio, um, aka Priscilla UC, Priscilla S UC, plugging that in there, um, he went to SPCPA as a freshman. I ended up staying at my Roseville high school just to kind of see what normal high school was like, you know, and he convinced me to go to SCCPA. My mom was like, very like, well, what about your scholarship? Because I was an avid. I okay, sure. I what avid is, yeah, yeah. but I was in that and like, it was kind of like a guaranteed way into college type thing. Like, especially when you continued on, I was like the first, I think, generation to do it from middle school into high school. And so it was like this guaranteed like college education that I was going to be able to get things like that. And I told my mom, like, Hey, I want to go to this performing arts school and <laughs> dance. Cause I could have went for, for vocal. I didn't dance too, too much beforehand. I did a lot of singing and songwriting. And so I was thinking about going for, to be a vocalist, but <clears throat> Luis kind of convinced me to do it for dance. And so 
I thought that was all kind of like meant to be in its own way because now we dance together after graduation and like we're building this dream together. Um, and so then I went after freshman year, I went my sophomore year and yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she really, she, I appreciated her for believing in me because I don't know where I would be if I would have stayed in public high school. Yeah. It's no good. <laughs> yeah. I did it the other way around in high school. I did like middle school at St. Paul Academy on mm. full scholarship mm. and then went to central. Oh, which was like a very big culture shock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool because like all my friends are at Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a culture shock for sure. Totally. But it was in a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all of that work at, at school and then the decision to really chase dancing afterwards mm-hmm. and to chase the sort of artistic passions that you had mm-hmm. seems to have paid off. Yeah. Because pretty much right yeah, off the has. bat, you had some pretty good um, exposure. It seems like yeah. you had some platforms that you were able to stand on pretty immediately. Yeah. Um, and I know that uh, I feel like if people just Google you, <laughs> they're going to find uh, probably a couple different things with you dancing. Yeah, but it yeah. seems like um, like if I just did the cursory Google before, I saw some of your choreography work for music videos. Oh, nice. Um, and then... And New Black City. Nice. Um, cool. So, great. pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, interested in any other arts? Like, are you... You told me that you're dancing and you're singing. What else What else are you into? Yeah. Um, I low-key am into, like... Um, I don't know if you would call it graphic design, but just, like, editing photos. Okay. Like, super low-key. But I can show you some pictures, but it's just, like... I don't know, like editing myself and making it look different in the background and putting different me's in there. So all that Instagram stuff is Yeah, did you see it? I don't- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, it's very, very low key. Um, and then I'm also like, it's my like secret desire. It's not going to be a secret anymore, but it's my secret desire um, to be an actress. Okay. Um, I really like movies. My mom knows this. I love movies. And so, like, specifically, like, action and adventure mm-hmm. sci-fi type movies. And, like, I, I want to be a person who can bring that to life like other people have, you know? Like, okay. People bring movies to life. And that's hard. Like, that is not an easy thing to do. And so... Yeah. In the Twin Cities, there's, like, a... An, like, there is an underground of people that are making films and mm-hmm, are really doing it. Mm-hmm. And there's a... I don't know if this mm-hmm. is still happening, but you should look for this and just see if it still is. There's a thing called the 24-Hour Film Festival. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Um, me and our buddy Carlos were in that years and years ago. Oh, really? And nice. uh, the whole idea of it is just to try to create from like they give you a theme at mm-hmm. the beginning mm. and you have 24 hours mm. to go write a screenplay, act it out, edit it and bring it back wow. to, to be to be played in, in a theater. Wow. 24 hours later. That is so um, It's Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. And some amazing things happen. But like if, wow. if you're trying to get into that, the reason I say to look oh. for it is just because. Wow. That's an interesting way to meet people. Yeah. We met a ton of people wow. in the Twin Cities sort of film scene that I just had no idea existed. Yeah. So. Mm. That's really cool. Thank yeah. you <laughs> um, All right. Well, we talked just a little bit about sort of like the social media thing. Yeah. Just to touch on it. I want to take it to another place because you say that you've done some fun stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And I know <laughs> that I've seen some of your dancing on Instagram as well. Yeah. Um, are you a TikTok user? 
I'm not personally a TikTok user, but New Black City is a TikTok user. Okay, that's what I thought. Because yeah. I thought I saw something about you guys on TikTok. Yeah, we're on TikTok. TikTok is not a thing <laughs> I'm big on, as you might guess. <laughs> great, great beard hairs and all that. Um, but what I know of TikTok is that it is a place where there's a lot of dance tutorials. Mm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. What do you make of that? Do you think that's like awesome? Or do you think there's a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing? Is it a blind leading the blind situation? Um, you know, it honestly, you know... It, it kind of like uh, for me, it's almost like a blind leading the blind because a lot of people are teaching hip hop, mm-hmm. and hip hop isn't. Um, I don't want to say it's not for everybody, but it wasn't made specifically for everyone. Like it, it's made from oppression. It comes from oppression. It's not like it's been around like super duper duper long. Like it's it's very still very new, you know. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people who have. Um, I feel really entitled to take whatever hip hop is and make it their own. And I, and I get it because it's an, it's an inclusive type of thing, but I find that I I see a lot of, um, specifically Caucasian people teaching these hip hop moves that these black kids are coming up with no pay, all these different things that you see. You know, these are children, black kids coming up with these, um, these dances, these really popular dances that you see a lot of, people almost kind of like not abusing but just not necessarily making sure that they know that they're a guest in this culture yeah, that's, it's a culture yeah the word the word for you that know? is appropriation uh, yeah. right it, they're appro- yeah. <laughs> abusing <laughs> call it they're what it appropriating is. Yeah. um you know our culture and it and it sometimes it bothers me um but i know that i'm able to use my platform to educate and that's what i plan to do you know so like i'm not just here to um, just to dance and that's it, you know, like I have a voice mm-hmm. and if I'm going to be able to stand on these platforms and people are going to be listening to me, I should be saying something that matters, you know? Yeah. And so like with that too, like that, it, it does kind of like put my panties in a twist. Cause I'm just like, I feel like you should, you should definitely be understanding where everything comes from and acknowledging that as well. So does that come, you know? does that come then just from participation? Cause that's the thing that you can't, right. you're on social media, you're in front of your camera in your you know living room or in your basement or whatever. Right, and you're right. trying these dance moves or you're showing people these dance moves mm-hmm. and they're likely also in their living room or in their basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not in a class mm-hmm. setting. They're not in a studio with a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not actively participating in the culture. Mm-hmm. So is the is that the answer? Is just get those people off of Instagram and <laughs> off of TikTok and into no. the studio with you? You know what? I think it would be different enough. I felt like those same types of people were working hard to actively dismantle this the, the racist system. So yeah. it's like it's one thing to you know be involved in you know to, into this. You're, you're you know you're brought into this culture you know as a guest into hip hop as a guest. And you're not doing anything else to, um, to like dismantle what's already been done or at least help. Cause you're silent. That's violence period. Yep. When you're silent about something, you're silent about, you're silent about oppression, you're being violent. And I feel like it's important for people who are involving themselves in hip hop or at least on the back end of it all, making sure that they're doing what they ha- can do it to be an ally. Mm-hmm. Because when you're just doing it to do it, that's like, okay, so then what else is there? It's just for fun? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, there's still a lot of work to be done, and we need you just as much as, you know, like, you feel like you need hip-hop, you know, or whatever type thing. So where do you see your role, then, in sort of facilitating and trying to get people into that conversation so they're no Mm -hmm. longer silent? Totally. I feel like 
my role, number one, is it always has to start with just conversation. So it's one thing to have like this, oh, you're talking to all these different people and blase, blase or, you know, whatnot. But it's important for like even times like this when something comes up and something is like a conflict, this is when you this is when you uh, address those things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I plan on doing these, um, this, these dance classes and trying to make it a little bit more youth based. And I plan on when I do these things to educate them before we get into, you know, stuff like that. Like, because it's not like if I'm going to be teaching hip hop to people and especially if they come in and they're white, I need to make sure that I am doing my part you know, as a black woman so that they know where they stand and like the things that they should probably be doing in order to also help while you're also having fun. You know what I'm saying? That you can help to give us, you know, some type of some weight off our shoulders. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but then also to like, I think it's just, um, it's hard for me as well because I feel like it's not always just my responsibility as a black woman to educate other people. I feel like it's there. And if you're choosing not to see, if if you don't see it, you're almost like choosing not to see it type thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's very blatantly clear. And, um, I feel like there are a lot of people who are willing to be like, Hey, I'm willing to educate you. I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to do that. But I mean, it's a lot of trauma on a lot of people and I experience a lot of different things just based, based off of being a black woman every single day. It's not something that I get to choose, you know, and like, I don't always want to have to uncover those traumas just to help you see something, um, that she might not even really see because you, you have to want to to change or you have to want to like, want to be an ally. I can't like make you like do really anything. It has to be like your choice, you know? So for me, it's like it's like this up and up thing, but I'm definitely going to try and do my part because I know I do have some sort of, you know, platform to speak. So I'm going to use that. But at the same time, I feel like I don't want to always have to keep unpacking trauma just to get somebody else to sure. help me. So you, <laughs> can I ask a question? Yeah. Not, I'm going to re-ask it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going to restate that just so that we have it on the microphones. But Sarah uh, just asked the question off mic. Um, is there, and if I'm not phrasing this correctly, or if I don't get the the point, then stop me. But she asked, you know, is there a way basically, uh, are we teaching history through dance? Are we mm-hmm. teaching culture through dance? Mm-hmm. And is, is that, that something that she's kind of wants? Sounds like that's yeah. that she's I, I was next going to ask, cause I know you're, you just said that you're interested in that you're, you're moving towards teaching kids yeah. dance. So is this a way to insert that lesson, that sort of cultural lesson, mm-hmm. that historical lesson? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, you want me to answer that now? <laughs> yeah. Finish, finish sipping your tea. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> One more time, real quick. Just for me, so I can... All right. I think probably the way to best <laughs> distill this is like, uh, a, there's a couple parts to this. So yeah, if you yeah. want to break it down, we can. Totally. But as you said that you're, you know, you're wanting to teach kids more dance. Mm-hmm. And we just talked a little bit about some of the cultural, pro- cultural appropriation that we've yeah. seen out there in hip hop in general, but certainly in hip hop dance and in the sort of movement that has mm-hmm. come from this culture. Um, is this an opportunity to teach that history and to teach the culture through dance? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you see that as your responsibility? Mm-hmm. I think the answer is probably yes. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I feel like not only do I want to teach the youth, um, like as a like as a way, because I'm not quite sure. Like when I when I do want to start teaching, which I want it to be very soon teaching these kids dance, I'm not quite sure the type of people who are going to show up. 
Um, I definitely wanted to be more of a safe space for POC, young POC kids. I taught at Northeast Middle School for a little bit, and it just opened my eyes to uh, just they need space, a safe space to express themselves. And they're so talented. Um, But I feel like this is a time to, um, yeah, teach them about where it comes from, why they do what they do, um, where it can go type thing. Um, You know, honestly, before you really get started and like, it, it having that knowledge is just it's it's allowing for conversation it's a lot it's allowing for critical thinking um when it comes to these kids because I feel like a lot of things right now is just um very like washed over and just they kind of like when you know of course they're children so you got to kind of treat them like children but it's like there's this big world out here and yeah. like they need to know what's real otherwise you can't it's hard to unlearn something you know what I'm saying and so I feel like it's, yeah, it's part of my responsibility as I'm starting these new classes and I'm trying to make it more youth-based to make sure that I'm also allowing them to be critical thinkers, you know what I'm saying, and really teach about what they're doing and why they're doing it and, yeah, just making sure that that part is still inserted in it, you know, because then it's if you apply it to dance, which is super fun, they love to dance, they might find that to be fun too you know like kind of like putting it together and kind of try and like i don't know create something i'm not really sure where it's gonna lead or where it's gonna go but i think it's just important Mm -hmm. so this this sounds more and more like the beginnings of something that i want to pivot to because i think that um another another way that we know you as an organization at victoria theater Mm -hmm. is because of some arts organizing yeah um, and we'll come back and we'll talk about some of your other your other dance ventures specifically because yeah. we obviously need to talk about New Black City. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, so you have in the past certainly transitioned to a place where you are organizing. Yeah. And I know that you had helped us in 2015. You came on yeah. and did a lot of door knocking and trying to raise awareness around Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's five years ago. Holy wow. cow. Um, wow. But you came and you did a bunch of door knocking for us and really trying to get community input around what our mm-hmm. space should be. Mm-hmm. And it strikes me that as you're talking about wanting to teach dance classes and wanting to get more and more kids into this, like... Th- you know, our space once finished would be a perfect place to do that. Yeah. And I'm not saying there aren't other great spaces for yeah. it. There certainly are. But um, what makes you want to get involved in actually getting the community out for something like what we're doing? Mm. Um, is there a direct line between what you're doing creatively mm. and what you see the potential is for something like that? Mm. Um, and then I know that um, – I'm just going to let you answer that. And then I got a bunch more questions. Totally. (laughs) I I hope I answered this right. But I definitely feel like there is a direct line. And I being involved in that was very it wasn't necessarily super scary, but I did have a little bit of fear as like being young and then having to speak to people going knocking, you know, knocking on door to door and like talking to people and like, you know, like, are they going to listen type thing? Like all that type of those type of like worries and just also you know, speaking freely and just, just, just being unsure, um, was very scary for me, but being put in that, I recognized how important it was. And I feel like other kids and other Brown, specifically Brown kids need that opportunity as well. Um, and like when I first heard about the Victoria Theater, I thought it was great because I feel like I needed a space like that. I needed a space to escape. I needed a space to, um, to feel free or to just express myself and like it sounds expressing yourself always sounds so cheesy but it is like so um 
what is the word? Like, not important, but like very like vital. It's yeah. so vital for for human life is expressing yourself. And when you, and especially in these in these neighborhoods where a lot of kids are not being listened to, like they're getting shut down. Um, like speaking on my um, from behalf of Northeast Middle School, when I was working there, they were getting shut down. Like I, I did this thing where we sat in a circle and um, we rated our day from one to ten. And I, you know, ask them why, why was it this number? And they were just, you know, like telling me all these different stories about the teachers, which is not, you know, like super extreme, but it's just like, those are, those are important times where you need to be interacting with children and like doing what, you know, they need rather than what you feel like you want. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, and that definitely takes a place in, in everything. And like, I know there's a lot of kids in the Rondo community who aren't being listened to, you know, who aren't really... You know, people aren't really taking the time to um, mold them into what they can be. They're just kind of like, you know, just kind of like leaving them be. Like, I feel like they see brown kids as more, what's the word, like more grown in a sense. Like more like in a, I don't know if you've ever heard this like term of just like uh, these children. They're literally kids, but you kind of treat them like they're a more like an adult almost type thing. Yeah. And they don't really get a chance to like just be kids because they're going through all these different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adultification. adultification. Yeah, yeah, and then they don't really get the chance to like really be a kid and like really kind of like just just breathe in that because their parents, you know, they're going through things like you know just just a whole bunch of different stuff. And so I feel like the Victoria Theater for me is very vital for the community, and that's what we're hoping to be. Yeah, no, and I know it will be, and I'm very very excited about it, and it it helped me. I feel like be more comfortable in organization type um, type areas, which I, you know, I'm really comfortable now when it, when it comes to just like being in a crowd or like, you know, things like that, like dance class, when it comes to being in like a, in our office and like talking to people who are of like importance and things like that, like that, that was never really like my, I get really nervous about stuff like that, but it, it has helped me to be able to be in those positions and just do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, I don't know if that answered the question. Well, really. it, it sounds, it, it, but, went, <laughs> it went a different direction than I thought it was going to, but yeah, it went in a good direction. Okay. It sounds like it gave you the opportunity to challenge yourself in a new way. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, it sounds like you're saying that it's opened your mind to more of asking those questions and seeking the input. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's great. That's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're back on after a quick break. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk. Well, let's just skip to it. Let's talk about New Black City. Okay. Where did Where did that start? Let's start Woo. there. Okay. Well, this is a, these are great stories. I love these. Um, but basically, we all six of us all went to SBCPA. Okay. So we all met there. All very like individual. Me and Louise have been friends for about like I want to say like 10, 11 years now. Um, and then like you know there are other people. Um, okay. First, I'm so sorry. There's me, there's Louise, there's Lydia, there's Mimi, and there's Destiny, um, aka Yoni Light. Um, and and so we all kind of like met each other, kind of like individually type thing. Very like very weird, but obviously all I'm really meant to be type stuff. And then um, one year, which I think it was 2016, um, Alan Muir, aka A Plus. 
Um, basically, I like, I like how you lean into the mic just to give your shout outs. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I want to. I want to give yeah. a shout out to Sarah who's sitting over here. Yeah. I just. Need I want to give sure a shout out to hearing. Tony who also lives here but is not here right now. <laughs> I have to make sure you know you're really hearing the you know the name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Alan um, had this opportunity to perform at Rooted, which is a choreography uh, choreographer's evening. Um, curated by Maya Maiden and he he had this opportunity to to perform and uh, I think it was Lydia Louise Mary and actually Destiny wasn't in it at the time but those those three were in it and I came to a rehearsal one day and because I was with Mimi and I just came to the rehearsal and Mimi was like Nene dances too and and I was just like, uh, you know, I'm very shy still. And so I'm like, okay. And then he's like, I didn't know you danced. And so <clears throat> he showed me some stuff and I started learning it. And then all of a sudden I was in the show. And so it was just <laughs> like very like weird and like very just like. Uh, so clearly they liked what they saw. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and so and so I'm in the show all of a sudden. No clue that I was even going to be in it. And then. Um, we perform Destinies in a different crew, but she's there and she's performing with a different crew um, called She. And um, yeah, Iman yeah. um, Khadija, uh, the all Tuan twins, just so to plug that into. Um, but then, so Destiny sees us and she's like, "Oh my god, like I love you guys! Like that was so amazing!" And we started to kind of like just like get together after that, like just very just getting together at the same place that we were rehearsing at and we were just like we should do this more like we need a name like we really just need a name to kind of like create this type of it was very like out of the blue like we always knew we wanted to do something but just wasn't sure what it was and then destiny kind of like came in like out of nowhere too it was just all very weird and then we've we seen um this uh the status this is when everything was going down with the police shootings and there was like a lot of it's like back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. And we've seen this status that was like, we need our own city. Um, we need to, you know, be in our own space and have our own city. And one of the names for the city was New Black City. And we were like scrolling on Facebook and that was Colin, uh, Colin Edwards, a.k.a. Busy Chillin'. Um, he posted that and we were like looked around at each other we were like that's a cool name like i think that's a great name and like honestly we just ran from it like with that like and then we our first show honestly was the victoria theater yeah Yeah. and so that was our first little little gig so we were really excited and that was that was right after kind of um uh rooted so rooted happened in june 2016 and then i think it was was it 2016 or 2017 Okay, but it was was, in September. If it was was a, yeah, I was about to say, I think it was the fall of 2016, because... Yeah, and it was in September, and so that... It was the it was the Frogtown Arts Festival. Yep, yep. Right outside the Victoria Theater. Yep. You guys looked so dope too. Oh, you got there, their aesthetic oh, too. Like you had like man. Becky and the black Yep, yep. I had a pro. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah finally remembers your look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a little piece of dance. No, yeah. exactly. Did I dress you for that? I don't think you dressed me for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> your mom, your mom, your mom would like to take the credit for the look. No, because she's actually a designer <laughs> plug. So she. Oh, okay, she, okay. Yeah, she she designed a couple of my things for like my singing gigs and things like that. Cool. So yeah, 
All right. So it's not out of the, out of the ordinary Shout that she would. Yeah. Hello. Body kiss fashion. Um, dark and lovely one seven one seven on Instagram. Dark and Lovely 100. Oh, Dark and Lovely 100 on Instagram. Bodykiss.com. Bodykiss.com. She's got her own um, boutique fashion store. We'll try to edit out the one that she got wrong. Don't worry. Okay. Here it is. But yeah, that was really cool. Like the sun was setting. Yo, and you're facing... Or like uh, you the could light rail was behind you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it that was pretty cool. It was really cool. So it was, it was, it was a nice um, uh, three sixty type thing, you know, where things just always just keep coming back around and they keep coming back around, you know. But it sounds like things just kind of fell into place it, with you guys coming together place. as a group, and that's awesome. That's like it the was best so way because if it feels natural, yep. it's going to last. Is exactly my experience. Totally. So that's great. Um, you guys have had some pretty cool opportunities yeah, and I want, cool. I want you to uh, think about this for one second. I'm going to spring this on you. So I know you guys have done some music videos. Yeah. I want you to tell me the story of how you guys got to, as a group, do your first music video and how it felt being on set doing that. Okay. As a story. What was our first music video? Like dance video or like music video where music video okay because I know you guys have done da- many dance videos but like you've also like yeah choreographed no, we, the dance portion of mm-hmm. artists music videos yep I, you know what there it is that's All the right, one so, I'm about get, to tell that story tell, tell me the story I want that. the I want the in the beginning Yo, and then <laughs> and then the end happily ever after I want it like that this is so crazy only because like okay. I start from the beginning. Nest Knight. Um, they are a they're an artist here in the Twin Cities. Super dope. Um, and NJ uh, NJ moved to New York, not to New York, to LA. Um, but he used to be here. Amazing artist. It was their music video together, their song, and we got asked to individually. I think um, Destiny got asked individually to be there by Kanan, who was one of the choreographer at the time. And then Effie, who is um, who was the director of it, um, asked Mimi, and then Mimi asked me. And so it was all kind of like still like very like weird how that came together. But then we all come together for this music video. We take a road trip to Iowa, right? Which is like Iowa, like uh, sorry, I just like cannot deal with Iowa. But um, so we're in Iowa in this person's cabin. I'm honestly, I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember whose cabin it was. Um, but we're here and like, we're really excited because this is my first like cut like music video type thing. And like, I, you know, I'm very new at this still, like when it comes to just being you know professional and like dancing and things like that. And, and so we go there, we have a makeup artist, um, Emily, shout out to her. She was so sweet. Um, we had a makeup artist and so that was kind of cool. I got my makeup done, things like that. And then we had a stylist. And the thing is, it's like it was so cold. It was freezing outside. And I had on, like, tights. Like, just tights. Like, just, like, what's... I don't even... Pantyhose. Pantyhose. I had on pantyhose, underwear, and, like, just this, like, green, like, crop top. And, like, that was it. And it what... (laughs) I will never forget it. And there was like bug hills like in the ground. Like we had were barefoot. There's like these ant hills and bug hills, spider houses like deep in the ground. And it was like not very leveled out. We were outside and 
it was freezing but we got it done and like I'll never forget it because it was so the conditions were so horrible but it the turnout looked so good and it was just so interesting to see like like even though we were so cold we didn't look cold you know and so it was just like it was one of the one times where I felt like we went very very hard for something that it wasn't really ours we were doing it for somebody else you know and like the experience was crazy because we were just out there in the middle of nowhere i heard a wolf like a wolf i don't know if a wolf's here and I was, a wolf howl and i was just like this i gotta go <laughs> you know like i have to go um but but that was my first music video experience our first music video experience as a crew and it was very very interesting to say the least and we'll never forget it um but it it comes to show though the type of things that you have to do to get the vision you know and they got their vision which was fine i guess and the expense of (laughs) at the expense of y'all having hypothermia yeah i know at the expense of my warmth (laughs) like there was ticks it's just no good like i'll I'll never do that again (laughs) but yeah (laughs) the uh yeah i can i get it I don't know. Did that answer? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Question? That was great. I'm gonna put sound effects behind that whole thing. Okay. When when you hear this back, there's definitely gonna be a wolf howling. And that was the the cold wind blowing. Yeah, the door the door of the and cabin will even, creak when you open it. And not even that too. Like when we were getting there, it was like a whole like you know like a Mario Kart where it's like you kind of like go to the side and like you're kind of like you know go upside down when you're driving like the. The drive in the Mario Kart thing. Literally, as we're driving to the cabin, we're going down this dirt road. And the dirt road, I, sw- I promise you, this dirt road is going side to side like this. Like, we're moving side to oh, it's side. Like, it's like we're... It, like, like we were, angles? Like, we were driving, <laughs> like, on the side, like, angling like this. And I just could not. I was just like, please, somebody Weird. take me home. Weird. Yeah, so it was a whole thing getting there, getting back. But you know what? In the midst of it all, I made a lot of really nice connections that I still, you know, have connected, who I still connect with now. So awesome! It, it was a, it was great. It was crazy, but great. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys uh, have done a bunch of your own choreograph, like choreographed videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, so I'm imagining, like, I think I saw one that was just like sort of like white background. So clearly done in like a studio uh-huh, somewhere. Uh-huh. So how is that? Mm-hmm. Um, how is that experience different aside from the weather and mm-hmm. the uneven ground with the anthills? Mm-hmm. How is that different than uh, going to be a part of somebody else's vision, as you as you put it? Totally. Um, I feel like we have a lot more control, which is always nice. Um, the only difference about that is in that specific video, there's only four of us. But there's six of us in total, and the difference about that is, like, six minds are included in everything. So sometimes it's hard to, like, to make sure that everybody's really getting heard, you know? Um, Especially, like, if one person, or, like, if four out of the six people really like this idea, and then that person's idea kind of gets pushed to the side, which is really all about a creative process. You throw out ideas, and you brainstorm, and you pick out, you know, what works and what doesn't. But that's one big difference is, like, we're not really listening to just one person telling, oh, do this or do that. It's, like, we got to have all these different creative minds trying to figure out, well, okay, well, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. Which sure. is one thing that's – it helps build a skill of communication, though, and it helps build a skill of compromise, which I feel like is, is good in, like, in any relationship. Um, but it also – I think it's just – it's fun because, I you know, you dance with these people all the time and, like – being it's we do a lot of performing but we don't do a lot of getting everything like recorded like doing um which we want to this upcoming year 
um, doing like um, things like just like just like you were saying with the white background. There was the four of us. Like we don't do a lot of stuff like that, but we're trying to get like more content that like that so we can showcase it more than just to the people who are coming to our performances. You sure. know what I'm saying? Um, but for me, like that's like the biggest difference is like trying to get everybody's ideas incorporated and trying to make that come to life because you know it, it's it's not I've, it, it's not as easy as one would think I, f- I feel like trying to like build this stuff with six people you think it'd be more easier because oh you got six people to do it no there's you know? a little competition uh, no, for my I think that this yeah. is the vision oh yep. no no hold yep. on type thing I, yeah. I understand that completely i get the same exact thing in my band yeah <laughs> six, six of us too so yeah, yeah. oh man yeah. in the band Woo. yeah yeah okay, i'm gonna pause band. this for one second again okay so we'll we want to do connection to the we're gonna we're gonna just get sarah a microphone i think for future interviews i'm serious i'm serious i think we just should all right she's got she's got good questions um all right we just talked a little bit about new black city yeah let's talk about half pints who okay what is half pints uh Half of a pint. <laughs> what were the what were the adults called? Half pints, big pint. I don't even know. Either way, it was a long time. It was like seven or eight. But half pints is a drill team, um, and so a thing there's not enough of in the Twin Cities. I gotta no, say, no, honestly, not at all. And I think it, they're very. It's very um, important. Um, I feel like because it. It um, is influenced by a lot of the stuff that people do now, especially when it comes to, like, twerking, footwork, you know, things like that, um, stepping, and um, that... Yeah, I was just going to say, the closest you really see to drill teams around here, for most people, is going to mm-hmm. be if you go to Rondo Days. Yep, yep. That's really, mm-hmm. that's as close as you're going to get to it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um that, that was an interesting part, just because it's it's very different from what I do now. And, but I feel like it gained my, not only confidence and just moving my body because it was very like, very, I had to go hard, like the whole time. There was no being soft or, you know, delicate or anything like that. Like it was just like extreme going and you don't stop unless they blow the whistle and then you switch. (laughs) And so that was like a whole thing. So yeah. Yeah, You were seven years old doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Where's the video? Ooh, breaking that? my back. Yeah. <laughs> I've been looking for that. We could find one on YouTube. Thousands of people to that year. Yeah, we got it. Well, if we if you can find the video for that, we'll we'll tag it a little bit on the. That on would the, be actually pretty cool. When we post this on YouTube. I feel like um, YouTube. So you're doing that in St. Paul, and yep. you did this at Rondo Days. Yep. Tell me about your connection to St. Paul. Um, I know you're not. You haven't. You've moved around, so yeah. I know you're not like. Uh, of Rondo or Frogtown mm-hmm. person per se, but mm-hmm. I know you're very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, um, tell me. Well, I guess tell me where your where's your stomping grounds in St. Paul as you, <laughs> as you view it in your head. Let's start there. My stomping grounds. I feel like, <laughs> Dale. huh? Dale. No, Dale was my okay. Maplewood. I feel like is my stomping ground. But I feel like we're gonna bleep that. Nobody's gonna hear that. Okay, I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry, I'm sorry about that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Old enough to remember more of that, but Dale, yeah, was where Dale and Iglehart. Okay, was where I grew up, um, and I went to the Martin Luther King Center 
community center um, a lot. I rode my bike. That's where I learned how to ride a bike, things like that. Um, and I feel like it honestly, like, I was a, um only child, and so I feel like I was just by myself a lot. We had this big backyard. Um, I don't think I ever really went to the library too much, though, did I? I didn't really go anywhere. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't the kid to really, like, go places and do stuff. The only thing I really did was half pints. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, and, like, that was my first really, like, I'm with other people. Like, I'm by myself with other people. My cousin was in it, too. But just, yeah, it was very new for me. And I was still, like, very young growing up here. She was very shy. And shy. I was just shy. Very shy. Yeah. read books. All right, well, cool. Yeah. You, can read, you can read books in Rondo. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> We're cool with that. So um, that was my. You didn't have to go to the library to find the books. That's, yeah, that's cool too. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you do in St. Paul now? Where Where are you at? What are you? Uh, where can we find you if you happen to be in St. Paul? If I happen to be in St. Paul, you can find me at Lisa's house. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's Mimi's mom's house. <laughs> okay. Okay. And she lives here in St. Paul. What's um, her address so that we can find you? <laughs> I almost said it too, um, but. <laughs> that she <laughs> that's honestly if okay you know what if i were to say where my stomping grounds is it is gonna be in that area like near like virginia street like near like um dale and i think it, i don't know if it's university but kind of like where the 65 goes yeah, yeah. and where the three goes um yeah so over closer that's to, my closer stomping to like ground Como, because like the sort yeah. of like northern Como. edge of frogtown mm-hmm. okay yeah because yeah. mimi mimi lived there for uh with her mom before we moved in together and I used to be over there all the time. So, okay. like, we kind of were just always, like, in St. Paul, like, dancing, taking the bus places and things like that. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> yeah, just where where you're at in St. Paul. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. So, so my next question then yeah. is, um, do you perform anywhere in St. Paul with any frequency? Um, Since we don't have Victoria Theater right, 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 yet right. and we're still working on that, <laughs> where where else are you? Um, Amsterdam and Hall. That's one place that we performed at a couple of times. LaKaylee 47, I don't know if you know. LaKaylee 47, she's an artist, and she had a show there, and we opened up there for her. Um, I'm trying to think of places in St. Paul, because we, we it, it's, honestly, we moved to Minneapolis because a lot of our shows and things that we were doing were in Minneapolis. Um, we performed at first Ave a lot, so like, that's like where we are the most i'm trying to think yeah. though there's like one well, other place in st cool. paul there's one other place in st paul that i'm not thinking of. but while you're thinking of that i'm just going to say shout out to brenda and megan at amsterdam bar and hall hey um megan. brenda's probably the one who booked you guys probably <laughs> um the the this is a common theme that we have when we talk to people a lot of artists from the twin cities say that they have to go to minneapolis to mm. do what they do mm. Um, mm. And I know that there are dance studios here and there mm-hmm. in St. Paul, mm-hmm. and I'm spacing the name of it, but there's one on University and Vandalia. All day? Yeah, thank All you. Day I think that's what it mm-hmm. is. Um, and there's a couple other ones that, like, I'm I'm not immersed in the dance world, as you could probably tell. <laughs> um, but, you know, I know that there are a few other ones, so I wondered if you might have had connections to those or not. Um, I A little bit. Um, the dance community right now for, for New Black City is, like, a little like on the rocks like it's a little shaky so like we don't we don't go to a lot of different community dance community events which they do have a lot of different stuff here in St. Paul but it's not really our scene at the moment like we're we're kind of doing our own thing and um uh, it's yeah so that's it's it's kind of it's its own type of um 
like issues and I feel like it has a lot to do with what we were talking about earlier just like you know appropriating and um just like the silence you know like silence is violence and you see that in a lot of different communities and like it's no different than in the dance community no different at all and um we New Black City is going to talk more about that actually we have a show at the Cole Center in May and we're literally going to be talking about not just the dance community but what everything but the dance community has a lot to do with what we're saying yeah so anybody wants to check that out <laughs> where where is uh where and when does this happen tell me more about um may uh i think 14th to the 17th of may is there well, uh, uh, is there, like, a website or a Facebook page people can go to to find out more about it? Um, you could probably find out more uh, on New Black City Live <laughs> on Instagram. Okay. Um, the Cole Center, though, if you look up Cole Center on Google, you should they, they'll probably have, like, all the different shows coming up. Um, and May is when we're going to be doing that show. Um, but it's going to speak a lot about just the community and, like, what brown, specifically brown women are going through. Okay. That, yeah. Dope. I was going to ask, um, do you have a place that you guys do get together? Mm. And oh my gosh. So asking again, just so that it's on the microphone, is See, there a place that, where you guys actually do get together? Yeah, and you know what? It's where's where's the clubhouse? And that's, yeah. why, that's what I was forgetting. <laughs> it's in St. Paul. So Schmidt Artist Loss is where we rehearse. It's okay. where New Black City rehearse. Off of 7th, yep. Um, yes, and so that is our stomping ground. Like, that's where we come. And I was like, I know I'm forgetting something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we just usually are at Lisa's mom's house and whatever. Yeah, but... <laughs> No, but, um, yeah, Schmidt Artist Loss is where we, we get together the most. Um, we started kind of, like, trying to find different places in Minneapolis to kind of balance out the the commute because it's, like, 30 minutes away from where we live. Um, so, yeah, but you, it's, you it's, guys as a collective are spread out around the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense. Four of sense. us live together and two of us, and you know, don't live Got it. with each other. But, um so that makes it a little bit easier with the four of us being in the same house. Um, but yeah, Schmidt artist lost. We've been there ever since we began. So when rooted happened, that's where our rehearsals were happening. And ever since then we, we've just been at Schmidt. We, we transferred over to the a mill artist lofts for a second and some lady ruined it for us because it was just, it was a weird situation. Screw you, lady. No, seriously, because she was honestly just judging us. Whoever you are. Yeah, she was a big judger, and she judged us very wrong, because we were, like, definitely professional dancers. People dance in the studio all the time. Like, I don't know. So she ruined that for us, so then we came back to Schmidt. (laughs) Well, so, yeah, I I will say my brother and uh, a few friends of ours once upon a time took up residence in the Tilsner Artist Lofts downtown Mm, St. mm -hmm. Paul. And I don't know if that's truly like a art artist co-op anymore, like it once was. Mm. But at that time, they were welcomed in with open arms because they were dancers, because they were break dancers. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and having that background seemed like a huge plus for that community. And at that time, I'll be honest, like it didn't really feel like there were as many dancers around as there are seem to be now. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I totally. think maybe they were looked at as a little bit of a novelty. And mm-hmm. what you just said mm-hmm. makes me wonder if that has flipped. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. makes me wonder mm-hmm. if attitudes towards dancers mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities is mm-hmm. like another dancer. Great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's kind of mm-hmm. that's kind of a shame to hear. Totally. And I hope that my uh, I hope that my impression of that is wrong. <laughs> Honestly. It's like, I feel like it's half and half with that. Cause I feel like people 
really want people, oh, like, let me see you dance type thing. Like, oh, oh. like if you saw this, you're a dancer, like, oh, bust something out yeah. type stuff. And then other people are just like, are, we're just underappreciated. Yeah, people are everywhere I go are like, you should freestyle. Yeah. Show me how, can you freestyle? Yeah, like, I'm like, what? I can, but now I'm not going to. Like, if you put <laughs> something in this tip jar, maybe I'll do something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe I'll bust out a little moon. Um, so we kind of talk. This, maybe this is a segue as we're talking about the change in the number of people interested in dance. Yeah. You are, uh, you're getting ready to launch a choreography class. Yes. Is that mm-hmm. a weekly, a monthly, mm-hmm. uh, five days a week? How does that work? <laughs> well, I really want it to be um, a monthly dance series. Um, whoa. That is, what is that? That's your camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a phone call. It's MK. MK! Asking how it's going. You're ruining the video, MK. <laughs> I'm going to put her on speakerphone. Hey, MK, we're shooting the video right now. And But not now. On my, on my phone. And then, hi, you're on, you're on the... Hey! Jeanne says hi. We're in the middle of the interview. You're on speaker. Oh, I'm shooting the video. That's why I can't call you. Right. Say what's up. We'll be a chance. <laughs> totally. All right, so we just started to talk about uh, teaching choreography. Yes. Uh, uh, when does that start? What is that about? Yes. Um, yeah. I I tried to contact Straight Line. Um, they haven't contacted me back. I wanted to do it this month, like kind of like introduce it this month, but I don't think that'll happen. It'll probably be hopefully starting in March. Um, it'll be a choreography, a hip hop choreography dance series that I want to throw monthly, and anybody is welcome. Um, but I definitely want to encourage youth, specifically POC youth, to come and just have a safe space to dance and, you know, to learn how to dance. Um, and so I was thinking that, you know, 13 and under can be free. And so that'll just give them, you know, really, and not necessarily no excuse, but it'll just be able to be like, okay, well, if you're not financially able to, you know, pay for class, you can come here and take it for free, you know? Um, and I don't mind that because I think it's more than just about the money. And I'm, I'm thinking about, um, uh, bringing that age a little higher, um, just because I feel like anybody who is a, who's youth under 18, I feel like should be able to have these spaces where they can come and learn how to dance and express themselves for free, you know? And like, for me, that's what's most important. And I feel like whatever money or finance and stuff, that'll come later. But right now, I feel like I'm just trying to bring people together and kind of like um, create a, a, just a safe space, you know. Um, but, you know, anybody is welcome. Adults are welcome to come. Um, I'm thinking of making it um, a little bit more about choreography because that's my specialty, I feel like. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask. So, yeah. is, so is this about... Maybe this is splitting hairs too much, but is this about teaching other people how to do choreography, mm-hmm. or is this about 
like showing choreography to people and letting them learn to dance it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking about kind of like doing a, um, a couple of different things. Like it'll be like different like types of specials. Like I feel like um, for like the first one, I would just like teach choreography to a song that I, you know, that I already probably have something to, or like make up something new. And then like keep, as I keep going, like maybe have them choose a song and like whoever wants to come to choose a song. And then, um, I'll make choreography to that or they'll choose a song and then we'll make choreography together in the class type thing, you know, and kind of like have something at the end where it's like, okay, we just made this choreography. Now let's all do it together, you know? Um, and then even like having classes where we just teach how to make choreography and then like maybe have where they can break out into groups and like, um, have like three people in one group and like they create something together or like something of that nature just to kind of like, you know, learn how to piece stuff together and then also just, like, learn how to dance if, like, um, with other people's movement because my movement's a little different than somebody else's movement, the way that they would move. And so it's just, like, also giving them, like, a challenge for that and then also just, like, creating their own stuff and having them be comfortable with creating their own stuff, you know? Um, and so, yeah, just it'll kind of be, like, a couple of, like, different types of classes you know like yeah. not just me teaching choreography and then everybody doing it but I know that people do also like to do that so I wanted to kind of like switch it up and you know and then I was also hoping like even after like I was thinking about making them like an hour and a half like maybe like an hour to an hour and 15 or something to to dance and then like the rest of the time either like cool down or have a circle up and like have conversation if need be um, you know, whatever's going on in the world, if we want to talk about that, or if we just want to like, you know, express how our day was, or sure. just like, you know, I'm going to call the series Love Conquers because I really want it to just be like something where you can just, you can come to this space and like, not necessarily forget about everything that you're going through, but just, just be able to have fun and like expressing yourself and having fun really releases so much. It releases so much, you know, and especially when you can take your mind off of something. And then if you need to, like, be able to converse with people, if if you need to talk. You know, sure. some people don't have people to talk to, and sometimes kids are reluctant to speak to their parents. Well, God, so like, God forbid that somebody find this as a place to make new friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It seems like you've made some friends through this avenue. So good that yeah. you're facilitating that for other people. Yeah, That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> where, where exactly is this happening? She mentioned it already once. So um, yeah, well, you want to tell people where this will be? You know, I, straight line would be ideal. It's pretty close to where I live right now. Um, it, I think it's got good space and it's like financially, it's cheap enough for me to rent out. Um, but I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it'll switch. I kind of want it to be at a, at a space where people um, can, like it'd be like similar, like a, like always come something familiar, but also I know people can always commute, especially the youth can always commute to Minneapolis. So it's like, uh, I'm trying to figure out if I should, you know, have sometimes something here and something there just to kind of make sure that it's evened out with like the commute, mm-hmm. you know, especially for kids. Um, something that's close to a more, bus send, line. Sending more creatives to Minneapolis. I see yeah. how it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. to donate some space for you. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to have please. access to a dance studio, you would like to donate <laughs> some floor space. Please reach out to us. We can be reached at alive at eight two five at gmail dot com. So please hit us up. Um, the uh, we're getting close to where I say we'll end this interview. Okay, and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that we're asking everybody. Okay, okay. Um, name three things that you love about St. Paul, and let's. Mm. 
It can be about Frogtown Rondo, which is where we're based, mm-hmm. or it can be about St. Paul at large, since mm-hmm. I know you move around a bit more. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to say, okay, number one, I love the authenticity of St. Paul. Very, like, original. Like, it's not like Minneapolis where people are kind of like, almost like, I don't want to say like like fake, but it's like Minneapolis is like the Hollywood type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are very, like, about just... I don't know, like this like clout and like this building of just like popularity type stuff. And I feel like St. Paul is just like very authentic with just like the way that they do things. Like even like just the buildings, like the way that they look with the art and just things like that. Um, number two, the food. The food. You cannot find food in Minneapolis. Like you can find it like in St. Paul, period. Um, and I think that's just really important. Food brings a lot of people together. It's very cultural. Um, I love food, so that's, like, one thing that, for me, is huge. Um, and the third thing, um, I guess this is just, like, for me, like, it, for me personally, like, it feels like home. Like, Minneapolis, even though it's where I am, it's where I reside, it, it don't feel like home right now. Like, St. Paul is where I can come and feel like, okay, well, this is, this is where I'm from, you know, type thing. Like, sure. Very, very familiar. I went to, you know, school downtown St. Paul. So, like, that's that's just kind of, like, it's just where I feel the most comfortable, you know? Sure. Um, and so, it's where I lived all my life. And so. Awesome. So, yeah, those are my thing things. Follow-up <laughs> question on number two. Okay. Single best bite of food you've had in St. Paul. Where and what was it? Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. I'm going to say Chang Hang. Chang Hang is my spot. This is where we Ooh, I love Chang Hang so much. Their pho, I eat their veggie pho all the time. I love their chive cake. Um, their Korean, I think it's the Korean barbecue, chicken wings. Oh, so good. All right. Love Chang Hang. That's all my right. favorite spot. <laughs> three things. I'm not going to ask you for things that you hate. But okay. three things that you don't love about St. Paul. Okay. Um, that I don't love about St. Paul. Um... Yeah, I was going to say space. I, I don't like the fact that there's not as many spaces, I feel like. Or maybe it's just, maybe I'm just, like, biased of that. But um, there's not as many spaces, I feel like, uh, to perform or to um, dance or to, like, you know, just do what you're trying to do. I feel like in Minneapolis, you can look around and you can find different spaces to go to and especially, like, different venues, and, you know, there's not, especially, like, downtown, like, downtown St. Paul is very corporate, very business-like, um, it closes down, shuts down at, like, 7 p.m., like, it's done at, like, 7 p.m., and, like, Minneapolis, you know, you can, it's still, like, this open and vibrant place, which I guess you kind of, like, separate the two with that, um, but, yeah, that space is one, um, number two, and maybe, maybe I just don't, I go out. I go out a lot. Um, I was going to say police. I, I don't know. I think the police in St. Paul, are, 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 I think they're different. Like, they're just different than the ones in Minneapolis. And maybe that's just because I grew up here. But I don't really like, I don't like the police in St. Paul. I'm not going to lie. Um, I haven't had as many interactions with them in Minneapolis as I have in St. Paul. And so I feel like. And for just me, like even for watching, me, it's reverse. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I used to fit every single description in Minneapolis for mm, some reason. I don't know why. Mm, every description. <laughs> not all of them. Dang. So maybe, I don't know. I guess for me, I took a lot of the bus and train um, 
in St. Paul. And so I feel like that's like a lot of my interactions would always happen like on the bus or like on the train. And so it was always very like, I would just like watch them like just bag on these kids all the time. And, and I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe it's the same. All right. Maybe it's the same. Um, and then number three, don't like St. Paul. Mm. Wow. I can give you a diplomatic out. Okay. You just love St. Paul. You don't okay, have, you yeah, don't have no, all right, all right. I'm like, I don't really know. It's pretty clear that you just love St. Paul. St. Paul's great. And I, people people bag on St. Paul a lot, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't, because it's a great place to be. And, like, this is where I got my creative mind. I didn't get my creative mind in Minneapolis. You know, like, I was built here. Like, I was, I got what I have here. Like, not out there. I just, I brought it there because that's where I'm able to do the most with it. But... Sure. St. Paul's amazing. And anybody who thinks different, I don't know. I'm not going to go that far, but. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Last time I'm stopping and starting. Okay. Anything we didn't cover that we should cover? What am I missing? Oh, um, I don't know. A shameless plug. Yeah, let's get all the, sh- all the shameless <laughs> plugs you want. Let's do it. Well, New Black City is going to be performing at Clituation March 28th for Women's Month. Um, I don't know where it'll be. Usually it's at First Ave. It could be at the Varsity Theater, but just keep a lookout. Um, if you want to follow me on anything, my name is Jeanne Jackson. You can find me on Instagram, Z-H-A-N-E-T-I-O-N-N-A-J. Um, and you can find New Black City at New Black City Live on Instagram. Um... Huh? Your birthday? Oh, yeah, we're 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 Nobody's we're taking this recording before it happens. <laughs> Just but your birthday's coming up, so happy birthday! Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know. I think that's it. Oh, and my my mom is here. Um, my mom. Shameless plug for that. She does. She's a designer, um, and she also has a fashion store called Body Kiss at bodykiss.com. And I kind of mentioned that earlier, but. Huh? Body, Body Kiss, Kiss Fashion. fashion. I'm so sorry. Bodykissfashion.com. Yeah. <laughs> so what about your album you <sighs> Yeah, we didn't talk a whole lot about the singing aside from <laughs> that the, that you got into it. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that serious, and maybe that's our it's bad. Getting, like, no. So you're putting out an album. Yep, yep, exactly. It's getting pretty serious. I'm trying to make it more serious. Dance is taking over my life, but and like I, we were talking before, I started with writing and I started with singing. So I'm trying to get back to it. Um, I'm trying to come out with a little project. I'm, I want to make it um, maybe like two volumes or three volumes and um, of a specific title. So like I'm, I'm thinking unfiltered and then it'll have like branches off of that. So like maybe like three songs on one EP and then like um, three songs on another and then three songs on another and like kind of have it like spread out. Cool. But, um, but yeah, I'm working on it now. I'm working with Rich Garvey. Um, hey yeah rich garvey yeah yeah um and so he he's already i've met with him a couple times but i just met him the most recent time like was it yesterday the day before i think it was yeah the day before um and so yeah i can tell he's gonna be a very very big help and i'm very appreciative of him and him being willing to just like let me do what i do he's a great guy amazing yeah so good so so good Love him. So, yeah. So, yeah. It's, I'm trying to take it a little bit more serious. So, look out for that, I guess. Awesome. All right, cool. <laughs> well, eyes, will, eyes and ears will be peeled for that. Yes. 
Um, thank you very much for coming through. Thank you for having me. This is great. For our listeners, so you've cool. been listening to Jeanne Jackson. Hey. <laughs> it's been great having you here. Thank you very much. And thank you, Mom, for, for driving her over here. And I'm sorry y'all had an accident yes, on the way, but we're glad that you made it. Everybody survived. No, we're good. Um, if you like what you've heard on today's show, please make sure to drop us a line at alive eight two alive at eight two five at gmail dot com and rate us in whatever app you're using to listen to us. Um, just rate us five stars because that's what we really need. Uh, this show is hosted, recorded, and produced for Victoria Theater Arts Center by myself, Chris Wilborn, with support from Sarah Nichols and M.K. Wynn. Our artwork was created by Dantes Ha. Uh, original music and sound design by me, royalty free. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll be back next week with a new guest, and you don't know what that'll be like yet, so stay tuned.